You are listening to the Calm Down Podcast, the podcast where candid, thought-provoking and rare conversations happen while amplifying people's stories around the world. Here, we take it one day at a time and also rant on simple cuts people don't observe or are just oblivious to. I am your host, Viola Ekene. I am an on-air personality, podcaster, YouTuber and content creator. Welcome to episode 47 of the Countdown Podcast. I am smiling cheek to cheek because listen, look at that. We're at 47 episodes of the podcast. I can't be here without you, honestly, clicking the play button to listen. It's so encouraging that anytime this podcast goes live, you click on the play button to listen. It means so much to me. I'll also appreciate it if you subscribe to this podcast YouTube channel. In case you don't know, this podcast is on YouTube because I know a lot of us also love to watch podcasts on YouTube as we continue to work on the video production of this podcast. I am looking to bring videos to our YouTube channel, but a couple of videos you can watch. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That support would mean so, so much to me. Thank you so much as you did that in advance. Okay, so the story featured in this episode is one that I love so much. I mean, I always love all the stories on this podcast because you get to see life from different people's perspective and we are still on stories around the world and Sam Acho is the person that shared his story on this episode. Now, Sam Acho is an NFL player, writer, public speaker, and humanitarian. He speaks widely at colleges, events, conferences, and churches, and is the co-host of the Home Team Podcast. The founder and president of Athletes for Justice, he's a vice president of the NFL Players Association and a graduate of the University of Texas and the Thunderbird School of Global Management. You can learn more about Sam Acho at www.samachobook.com. Guys, um, I was so, so happy when Sam sent in his story because it means so, so much to me. So Sam, thank you so much. Your story is one of transition and it's one that we all go through it, but we had talk about it. It's such a difficult phase and I'm so glad you shared your story. So we'll get into Sam's story in a few seconds. So this episode is sponsored by the audio agency. So in case you have been looking for someone that would handle the technical aspect of your podcast production, the audio agency is for you. This podcast that you've been listening up until this episode, I don't record with a professional microphone yet because I am looking forward to getting one. I record with my lapel mic and the audio agency has been editing up to 20 episodes of my podcast and it's been so amazing working with them. I love the fact that you can, you know, give them corrections. Oh, I don't want this like this. I want it this way. And they don't complain. I mean, I've worked with people that are very, very grumpy. And not just that, they are so professional at what they do. I've been using them for a while, so I'm not just here recommending a service that I have not used for myself. So if case you're thinking of getting into podcasting or you're already a podcaster, but the weight of always editing your episodes, handling all the technical aspects is beginning to, you know, droop so much on your shoulders, you should definitely outsource to the audio agency. So they offer audio editing, mixing and mastering, uploads, distributions and promotions, podcast launch and audio consultancy, audio branding and audio logos, audiogram visuals production and YouTube podcasting and management. Audio agency has got you covered. I am recommending this agency with my chest because this is what I use. So there's a discount for you in case you decide to reach out to them. You get 15% off. All you have to do is to send an email to the audio agency one at gmail.com. I'm also going to leave their email address in the description box of this episode. When you send that email, 
email, state what you want, and don't forget at the discount code VIOLA15% for you to get 15% off your first purchase of their services. You will thank me later, to be honest. All right, so let's get straight into Sam's amazing story for this episode. I'll be right back after his story. So, of course, to chat with you and, you know, just chat with you and we'll call this episode a wrap. What's up, all? My name is Sam Acho. I am 32 years old. I am Nigerian, but I was born in Dallas, Texas. I currently live in the States as well. And this is my story. I was born and raised in in Dallas. And every summer, my parents, for those who don't know, they're from Nigeria. And so every summer and every Christmas, we would go over to Nigeria and spend the holidays there. Like most Nigerian families, at least from what I understood, you'd spend Christmas and New Year's overseas. And so since I was as little as I could remember I would spend my holidays in Nigeria. But I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and actually went to a predominantly white high school and a predominantly black church. My dad was a pastor at this church and a businessman and a missionary and all these different things. So I grew up in a lot of ways in a bunch of different worlds. I remember at a young age, my identity was in just being a peacemaker. I was a middle kid, so I have two older sisters and a younger brother, but I'm also the first son. And so in Nigerian culture, being the first son is a big deal. And and there's some good to that, but there also can be some downside to that as well. I recently heard a story from my sister saying, man, it seems like our parents value you more than they value me. And that one hurt. That one hurt. I think part of the reason that hurt, this is a little bit of my story. The reason that hurt is that I'm a, though I'm a, I haven't mentioned this yet, but I've played in the NFL, the National Football League the last nine years. I'm a six foot three, 260 pound NFL linebacker. I'm also like highly emotional, highly sensitive and very in touch with not only myself, but with other people. And so hearing that part of her story hurt. But then it reminded me that I have a different call on my life. I believe my call is to inspire and to encourage and to build up people. And that's what I've been trying to do all my life. Growing up, I went to this predominantly white school when I was playing sports and doing good in school. It was an academically strong school, so I was getting good grades and thriving. But I also was a popular kid. I was well-liked, but I, I made sure to always bring people in. If there were anyone, one quick example, there was a uh, friend of mine named Chad, Chadwick, and he walked with a cane, walked with a limp, had a walking issue, and he would get picked on often, talked about often. And that hurt me. I hated when people would talk about Chad. And so I tried to make it a point just to stand up for him, to speak up for him. If we were ever playing sports, to make sure he wasn't picked last, sometimes even picked first. I felt like that was the right thing to do. Well, fast forward and you all just heard it. I I, I made it to the NFL and there's a little bit in between, which we can get into later if you'd like. But even in my time in the National Football League, I always wanted to stand up and speak up for those who couldn't speak up for themselves. I won an award called the NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. I was a nominee for my team for speaking up and standing up for social justice, standing up for people who can't stand up or speak up for themselves. I'm also a follower of Jesus, and that drive to speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves is also uh, one of my driving forces as well. I mentioned nine years in the NFL. At this point, as you're listening to this, I'm actually transitioning out of the NFL, and a better word would probably be transitioned out of the NFL. And now I'm going into TV, into broadcasting, into speaking 
speaking into writing, I just wrote a book called Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes. And that book is available on Amazon and, and uh, it sold a bunch of copies, which I'm really excited about. Uh, but that book, once again, goes back to this idea of what it means to be seen, to be known, to be loved. And that goes in with my story as well. I think the, the interesting thing is we're asked on this to tell our stories, but my story couldn't be told without the people around me, parents who sacrificed a lot to help us get to where we are. My younger brother, Emmanuel, who sacrificed a ton to help me. My older sisters who have been guides for me. My wife, Ngazi, who's been there for me as well. My three kids, been a lot. And even in this story, I just know that things have been and can be hard. Like as we're talking right now, I'm going through this transition process and it's not easy. I'm saying, okay, God, like I don't know what's next and it would be easy for me to act like I do, but I don't. So I need your help. I need your guidance. I'm reading a book right now called Crazy Love by Francis Chan. It talks about understanding God's love for us. And I'm realizing that as we speak and I'm like, God, how do I respond? Like, how do you respond? I don't know if I I am you know, angry or upset or, you know, confused. Like, what do I do when you hear about this crazy love that God has for us? I think sometimes you just got to sit and listen, sit and listen. Oftentimes I sit and I, I listen. And one of the things that I've been hearing as I've been listening is that God is for me. God is for me. And there's an enemy out there who is against me, but God is for me. There's a song that says, I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. God is for me. And sometimes when there are people around me and sometimes they rise, they do really well. Sometimes they fall and they fail. And I sit and say, God, what about me? Because I want to rise. I want to go high and go far. But I've also failed. And I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go back there again. God, where do I stand? And as I'm learning and listening, I'm learning that God sees me for me. He sees my kindness. He sees my compassion. He sees my love. He also sees my fear, my anger, my competitive drive. And he wants all of it. Every last bit of me, God wants. I know a lot of us haven't experienced the love like that. It's hard. Our parents were trying to figure it out, right? They wanted us to be perfect or to have the answers or someone to make them proud. And God said, I knew you before you were even created. Think about that. Before you were born, I knew you. And Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter two, Paul writes, Paul says that God prepared good works for me and for you to do beforehand for just to walk into. So even as I sit here and struggle saying, God, what's next? And, and I'm trying to tell my story and I feel like so much of it is changing. It's shifting sand and it's rising winds. And sometimes it's just still calm. God knows. God knows and see God knew. God knew I would be right here, right now, with this microphone speaking. God knew that the struggles of the past wouldn't define me. God knew he was changing me. He was reforming me. He was redeeming me. He was restoring me. I was recently in Dallas, Texas, where I grew up. I've spent the last few years living in Chicago. I played for the Chicago Bears and I was recently there for a holiday and I saw this picture of me as a younger kid. I was a little bit overweight. I was a big kid and, and I was always reminded of that by friends and family and family friends. Man, you're so big. What are you feeding this kid? I was a big kid. And so in my mind, that was not a good thing. I was this big kid and overweight. And even as I used to tell my story, I would say, well, I was a husky and heavy kid, but I stopped there. In my mind, that's where the story stopped. I was always this big kid and something happened and I made it to the NFL because I was so big. But then on this trip, 
I saw a different picture. God showed me a different picture. It's like that verse, I believe it's Psalms 138, says, sing to the Lord a new song, right? I was given a new song, a new picture, excuse me, Psalms 98, verse one. And I saw a new picture. And that picture was of me in high school. Freshman year, I was 14 years old, and I wasn't the big chubby kid that people had told me or the story I had heard. I was growing into adolescence. Muscles were starting to come out. I'd hit this, I was tall, I was getting stronger, I was different. But with that change came some emotions that I wasn't ready for. I didn't know how to deal with these new feelings that I was feeling. I knew I wasn't the old me, but the new me hadn't come to fruition yet. And so it's funny how our brains work. My mind didn't even register and it doesn't, not even until just a few weeks ago, really days ago when I saw that picture, it didn't register that this is also me. That little kid who grew up going to Nigeria every summer and Christmas and and, and who was in this white school and black church and Nigerian household, that was me. But there's another part of my story, this, this, this athlete that grew in me, this competitor that grew in me, this, 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 this achiever that grew in me. And, 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 and you know, there, there's a good side of that story, but there's also a, a dark side of that story, the shame that grew in me, this, this feeling of I, I want to be loved, I want to be accepted. So I'm going to strive and give it everything I have to reach whatever goal is in front of me. The crazy thing is, I did. I remember not really caring so much about friends or friendships. It was about getting to where I wanted to go. And I reached the goal. I was on the best teams and winning championships and went to the best college and went to championships. But something paused during that span in my life. The real me, kind, caring, compassionate me, took a back seat. And this other side started to develop. Some may call it the shadow, started to develop. And recently I've been talking to a, a counselor, a, a therapist, and, and as I talked to him, he would talk about these, these different sides that each and every one of us have. We have our child, we have our adult, and we have our shadow. And as you think about it, that child wants, wants to play and have fun and excited. You know, the adult makes the decisions and responsibilities and the shadow when you hear it, you think it's this evil, wants to hurt and kill and bring pain. And that's kind of a part of it. But the other part is that shadow helps protect that little child when the adult isn't present. And in me, in me, there have been times where the adult in me never stepped up to the plate until now. Just recently, I transitioned out of the National Football League. I played nine years. It's three times the average successful in many people's eyes, but something inside of me was changing. I was beginning to see that because the adult wasn't stepping in, the shadow was starting to show its ugly head more and more to protect the child. And so I started to see myself getting angry quickly, quickly and getting frustrated and not being the real me. And I'm wondering what is going on? I realized that little kid inside of me that had been pushed away was crying, calling, begging for help or a hug or an embrace to be reminded that he is love. And so God put me on pause to show me how much I am love. I remember leaving this wedding that I didn't want to go to. It was a person who I knew who I knew I had some issues in our relationship. He invited me and I wanted to be this, I would say great friend, but really people pleaser. And I went and it was, you could say a fun wedding, but man, it was this point where I realized Am I honoring my wife well? Am I honoring my kids well? 
I keep on trying to please all these other people and sacrificing for all these other people, yet I'm not taking care of me and the people who matter most to me. It was right around that period of time, that day where I realized, like, if I keep on going down this path, something's going to break on the outside or even worse, on the inside. I remember talking to my wife and sharing with her just all this buildup of some of these struggles, this doubt and this fear and this temptation and this frustration that I had been feeling. I, I, I came clean. I told her I wanted to be the, 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 the hero. And I told her I'm not trying to figure it out. And, and I talked to some close friends as well. I told them I want to be the hero, but they saw me for me and they still loved me despite. I believe that those two pictures, pictures of of me wanting to be the hero and falling and still being accepted were the pictures of God's love for me. Not just for me, God's love for you as well. There was a song that came in my spirit that I stumbled upon. The spirit of God showed me at that time. I won't sing it, but it, it says, he saw the best in me when everyone else around could only see the worst in me. He saw the best in me. Everyone else around only see the worst in me. Goes on to say that he's mine, I'm his. Doesn't matter what I did. He only sees me for who I am. My story starts, ends, and must only point to God. God set the scene. God made the path. God placed me in the path and gave me permission to grow. And you know what I believe? I believe he's giving you the exact same permission and better than has is giving you, he has given you the exact same permission. You are free to be who God made you to be. You are free to fly. You are free to fail. And you're also free to figure it out. Why? Because God already set the scene. And your story, just like my story, isn't about me. Your story isn't about you. Your story points back to your creator to give him glory. And so my story is not about my glory, it's about God. The more I realize that, the freer I become to walk in my purpose. Good plans, good plans. God has good plans for me and God has good plans for you as well. So even if you're at that low place, feel empty, confused, frustrated, God says, I am with you. You will seek me, you will find me. When you seek me with your whole heart, Jeremiah 29, 13 and verse 12 says, then you will call upon me and I will answer. The song I will sing is this and I'll end with this. It says, I call, you answered and you came to my rescue and I, I want to be where you I called, you answered, and you came to my rescue, and I, I want to be where you are. In my life, be lifted high in my voice. Be lifted high when I speak. Be lifted high in my mind. Be lifted high in my walk. Be lifted high when I think. 
be lifted high. I called, you answered, and you came to my rescue and I want to be where you are. And I cried, you answered, and you came to my rescue and I want to be where you are. May our voice be a song lifted up as a sweet aroma to our Savior Jesus and our Creator God, who was and is and always will be and will be and will be. Be lifted high. Whoa, man. That was a heartfelt story. Like, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm listening to someone talk, especially through podcast you know the beautiful thing about podcasts is that you connect with someone just through their voice so you tend to listen with all your senses you get like you're listening to the highs and lows of their voice so you get to know when it's becoming emotional for that person when that person is really excited like you could feel the series of emotions coursing through that person as you listen to them and this one is also one that you know made me like listen really well because I felt absorbed into the story. And did, did you also feel that when he started singing? I feel like that was the peak of it for me. You know, this is a story from the heart. And I appreciate you, Sam, for choosing to be this vulnerable and open. I just hope vulnerable is the right word because it's it's um not easy to come across people that choose to own their truth and share their story, not just to inspire others, but because you know, that's just who they are. They're just open, you know. And I just love how he also shared that aspect of him that had to do with him transitioning to a new phase. If you really think about it, there are different phases of your life that you've transitioned. It might be changing your career path. It might be getting married. It might be separating yourself from toxic family. It can just be different things for different people. That phase is usually hard. And I'm happy that Sam brought that conversation to the table by bringing in his story because that is a phase we hardly talk about. That is a phase we all go through as human beings. Everybody in this world goes through that transitioning phase. And, you know, when he when he started singing, it was just a peak of it for me, honestly. You know, and it also brought to light what I've always been hammering on this podcast episodes, the beauty of enjoying your process, the beauty of also pausing to reflect. I believe that as human beings, you don't just keep on moving through life carelessly. At, sometimes you pause, you reflect, you try to take account, okay, I've chosen this path. How far have I gone in this path? Is it the right path for me you get? So I'm, I'm so happy, like, these stories have been brought to the table. This is why I love listening to people's stories. You get to see life from other people's different realities. Sometimes it's just easy to see life in your own eyes because, I mean, we're all humans. But these stories open your eyes to people's realities, what they're going through, you know, the things they're fighting. And you also see yourself in those stories because we're all connected. So it's so, so beautiful. And I love Sam's relationship with God. I love the consciousness of that relationship because most times we tend to portray as if this relationship relationship with God is not something that we are, we have to be intentional about. You know, most of us just go to church on Sunday and that's just it. But I love the intentionality with his family, with his career, with his life. 
it's so beautiful to see. I'd love to hear your thoughts too. Yes, you listening to me right now. You know, as usual, on every episode of this podcast, I always want to hear your thoughts. Please drop me a voice message. There's a link to drop a voice message in the description of this episode. Your voice message will be featured in the next episode of this podcast. That's how we do it right here, okay? I'd love to hear your thoughts because I believe that this podcast is for you and I as well. So drop me a voice message. And if you'd love to share your story on this podcast, you're so much welcome. Your story is valid no matter who you are, where you come from. Language is not a barrier here. We always get an interpreter for you, okay? I mean, in the last episode, we had Carla Jacinto from Mexico. She speaks Spanish, she has story, and you know, it was in English. And the, the Spanish version is on our YouTube channel. So yeah, your story is valid. And if you'd love to share your story, I have created a form. I have it linked in the description of this episode. Please click on it, fill it. So it will enable my team and I plan and also reach out to you to record your story, to guide you through recording your story, okay? I'd love, love, love to hear your story on this podcast, all right? So if you want to support this podcast for expansion, you know, currently I am looking at doing more video podcasts, you know. I want to go fully into YouTube. That is why I'm also soliciting that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. So I want to go fully on YouTube, you know. This has always been my dream, right from always being on radio, to bring these kind of conversations to the table, these stories, and we also need to also put them. I mean, it will, it will be good, right? If you're seeing the face of someone sharing the story, right? So yeah, your support means a lot. You can do that by joining our Patreon or you can do a monthly contribution or a one-time contribution using the links I'll be dropping in the description box. They are so, so much welcome. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And you can follow this podcast on social media, on Instagram at the underscore calm, underscore down, underscore podcast, and on Twitter at the calm down podcast. So yeah, that will be all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this point. I hope this episode filled you, like you, you were filled it calmed you, right? Because that's my aim in this podcast. A podcast that you're listening to and you feel at home, you feel connected, you feel peace. You know, it's just like peace from all the problem I will in this world. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you definitely got that from this podcast. And I hope to um, have you listen to the next episode, episode 48. Thank you so much for your support so far. It means so, so much to me. Remember that your story is valid and that no matter what phase you are right now in your life and you're transitioning, you will get through this. All you need to do is to pause, talk to God about it, right? Everything is always working together for our good. Sometimes it seems like, oh, this is so difficult, but you know, I'll out of these monsters, out of these difficult situations, they really birth what we have been praying for for a long time, you know. So yeah, keep just hanging there, okay? Hang in there. And I'll see you in episode 48. I love you so much. You are amazing.